0: Welcome back to the AWear Audio Experience. My name is Sean. And I'm Reed. Thanks for joining us again. This is our first remote virtual podcast. So we both have our mics set up. So hopefully the quality remains the same, but me and Reed are not side by side. I'm shedding a tear virtually, if you can feel it on the podcast. I can only see it through this blurry screen.
1: today we're talking about the Sahara collection and our recent launch some of the the challenges some of the stories and really just the evolution we experienced over the last year since our last drop
0: yeah if you follow us on social media or you've been listening to our journey then you know we've been selling our latest collection the Sahara collection for the last month so we're about a month in and we've had tons of support we've sold like 30 or 40 percent of the inventory and It's amazing to see these shirts out on all of our friends.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing. I had the opportunity to go to a socially distanced COVID responsible bonfire. Two of our friends were sporting A-wear unprompted. I was wearing the same thing and at first I was a little mad because everyone was wearing my outfit but no it was amazing it was incredible to see our people wearing our clothes supporting the values that we stand for living the values that we stand for
0: yeah I saw a few pictures from that night and I was I was definitely counting the Awear shirts and it's cool to see for sure especially since the first drop we had you know, people bought them and they were wearing them. But I think you can definitely see that we're starting to grow a little bit. And I see way more a just like organically, you know, like someone will buy a shirt and then they'll post about it and I'll, and I'll see the post. But then as I look at their content, later like down the road sometimes they're wearing the shirts like just in the background casually and it it makes my heart so warm yeah i think that's the that's the goal at the end
1: of the day is not to be an oddity but to be a part of people's everyday routine it's still to be something special and something people value but just natural and normal and that's that's the feeling you get when you see someone sporting your clothes out in public you know unprovoked unprompted
0: Honestly, what stood out to me the most in this whole process was like, you know, we have this way we live our lives with these ideals about, you know, staying connected to ourselves and people around us, like community and sustainability. And as we were making the shirts, every bit of that lifestyle came through in different ways. And I started to realize like just how much of us and our lifestyle and this thing that we're living really, you know, got injected into the clothes. I feel so connected to the values that the that the shirt represents.
1: It's amazing to see that thread run true with the people that are that are wearing it. That's the whole experiment, you know. I keep referring to the awear experiment. I keep, you know, the yeah, that's exactly. that's the whole thing that we're we're looking at. Do people resonate with these brand values? Do is is right. is this something that connects with people? It's bigger than the shirts. How do you become bigger than shirts? It's by creating a a brand that connects with people. And it's exciting to see that experiment and that concept
0: come to life. And man, today, even I was thinking about exactly what you said how it's so much more than shirts just had a moment where i was like it's there's so much work like my brain never turns off of awear and i realized like yeah it's not just a clothing line this is we're trying we're really trying to push this like lifestyle you know one thing is huge relief that it's starting to form and it still aligns with our values like I'm still super aligned with what AWARE stands for, which it would have been awkward if it was uh, <laughs> any other way. <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> like, it's, a, it's... I was. We were kidding. We were kidding. <laughs> but I mean, it, my biggest takeaway this morning, like sitting there staring at the mirror was like, it's so much work, but it's because it's so much bigger than just a clothing line. It's this lifestyle. And that's really what means the most to me is when we see like our friends and now even people I don't even know that well or at all wear the shirts and comment on the lifestyle and consume the podcast basically touch on like how impactful the message is and and how much it means to them
1: it's amazing and exciting and it's exciting to see it make an impact what do you think maybe let's wind the clock back a little bit and take it maybe back to a year two years ago to the first shirt drop and kind of where your headspace was at then and and you know maybe refresh for people because for me it's amazing to see the progression. And I it, when I think hearing it summarized would be really powerful. So maybe like take
0: us back to round one, the factory you were working with. 2020 was such a weird year that it kind of felt like there was these parts of the year that were on fast forward and then these parts of the year that were stuck. So I couldn't tell you if 2020 was three years or like four months. Yeah. And so... I had to go back and check, like, what happened when to really get an idea. But, I mean, at the end of 2019, we all got together. We built out the 1st AWARE website. We launched the first round of shirts. They were this, like, really soft 95% bamboo blend. They were made in China. The bamboo was in China. The factory was in China. So they had to come overseas and... The whole back and forth process was super tough for us to actually create something just because they were on the other side of the world. And they finally showed up and it was more just about creating a shirt and trying to like get it out. We spent a lot of 2020 selling the shirts and then listening to what people said. Okay, what worked, what didn't? And then at the same time, we were building out a lot of like the brand story. We were exploring what the brand story was. We went from like, oh, we're this meditation company to like, no, it's more awareness. It's more about... The why of how do we get to this place of openness and centered, you know, aligned? How do we get there? That's what the brand stands for. So, we started working on this next drop like April or something, and it was tough because COVID kept shutting the factories down and it got super challenging, but it slowed us down a lot. It kind of forced us to really take our time with every part of the process. I think you can see in the shirts that there's this detail every step of the way. Um, So, then fast forward, basically end of 2020 we got the new shirts in and we spent most of december working on the website elevated as much of the brand as as we could we went live with the sahara collection on new year's day 2021 it was a beautiful summary
1: i mean what stands out to me i remember being i was abroad i was in vienna with my company when we launched the first round then the first website and I remember having such an emphasis in partnering with you and Ruben on we need to make a website. We need to have a deadline. We need to legitimize and put a hard stop on us. I remember feeling so excited about that. It was really, really amazing, and it was definitely the start of this journey. And now, when I fast forward to where we're at with the website and the experience and the photo shoot, it's amazing. I I look back and I think so fortunate we took those steps in 2019, but also how far we've gone. Totally, the quality on every level. And and I got into this headspace. I mean, once you you brought the samples in like mid year at some point i remember we got the salesman samples of the shirts and they were amazing they were incredible we i remember being at the beach yeah this is like a california <laughs> like ridiculous story being at the beach with our organic t-shirt company but i remember being at the beach with friends there's a different reaction when you give a friend a shirt or something and they really like it. There's a one yeah. reaction when they like you and there's another reaction when they like <laughs> it. And it really felt like they were liking it. It felt like yeah. a deep, wow, uh, like a, 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 an unspoken recognition that this could be real. That people were right. like, people yeah. were like, whoa, you made this? Like, where did you totally. How did you,
0: where did you? Yeah, it got me so excited to see people's reactions. I mean, I, I think we were so zoomed in at the time that when we actually got to give the shirts to people who had never seen them or felt the fabric and they got to try them on in front of us and we got to see their reactions, that to me was the moment when I was like, okay, wow, these are really, really good. That
1: gives me goosebumps to talk about. Like it it was very exciting, very exciting. Not to say there wasn't feedback and not to say there's not room to continue to iterate and grow because there is. The feedback became so much more granular and zoomed in and detailed. It wasn't like, you know, maybe change the fabric. It went to like, well okay maybe we could change this one millimeter on the cuff you know like right yeah and 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 to me that was a sign of of forward progress and i remember from that point until getting the shirts the full order of shirts because remember that was just the salesman sample it felt like an eternity because it was just so we were all so gassed up i felt like
0: that part was so challenging i mean we basically had enough fabric to make the salesman samples And then both our factories, our fabric factory and our production factory, shut down because of COVID. And so we were stuck with these incredible samples that, in theory, should have taken us like three or four weeks to create, you know, hundreds of. And we got iced out for months, like three, four months, where it was like slow progression, slow progression. And it's like, oh, so much of this is about keeping momentum. And so it was super challenging and really forced us to, like... (gasps) settle in ourselves and think deeply about, you know, it, it forced me to practice a lot of patience.
1: I guess one of the big differences between these production runs is that we switched factories, and the shirts are no longer made in China, but they're made here in California. And that's, we quickly, that became a core pillar to our organization was made in California, made in the US. Yeah. Tell us about about that switch and how did you achieve that because you know, for those that don't know, it's a big blocker to get
0: in with these clothing manufacturers. So, yeah, so tell us huge a bit about minimums. that. minimums. It's actually a pretty cool story. I realize I don't think I've ever told anyone maybe besides you, but these the factory that we currently work with is, is way bigger than us. Like we they're basically taking us on as a favor. But it's to our benefit because their quality is so high. I mean, they, they've they worked with companies that, you know, Lulu. Like, they've worked with big companies before. So it's such an honor to work with them. But when I first went to L.A. like four or five years ago and tried to start our first clothing line, Divinity, he told me I was too small there. Like, told me, listen, man, you got to go earn your stripes. You we, we don't have budget for us. You don't have experience. Go somewhere else. So he said, go... Make a run and come back to me if you still want to be a part of this industry. Three years later, I called him. I said, hey, it took me three years, but I'm back. We put together a line of shirts. We sold out, and now we're ready to do it the right way. I just got my ass kicked in L.A. in the textile industry. I got money stolen. We did it. Like We, we put together a line of shirts, and like we're ready for you. I remember he paused, and I was like, damn, he's, he's about to say no. And I could feel it coming. Before he said anything, I said, listen, before you say anything, just know, like, I spent three years doing what you said. I worked my ass off to get this first line of shirts out. I'm ready for you. Please, this is everything to me. And he said, I see so much of myself in you. Let's do it. Let's put these shirts together. He took us on and the our our point of contact at the factory has been so monumental because he has so much industry experience. Like we brought in a bunch of the bamboo fabrics we were testing and he was like, this is the one right here. This, I've never seen anything like this. This is unbelievable. And then as the production run went on, people would like leave their sewing machine to come look at the fabric. And I was like, wow, this guy's he was right. And they was like that every step of the way, you know? And being in LA, I could go up there during the week and work with him for a few hours in person really push the projects along and leverage that expertise and then come back so it was so nice to have a local factory someone that was like close to our age that really understood the vision and was able to like share his expertise
1: mm. yeah and i mean that shines through in the shirts i mean it's no coincidence that these shirts are a quantum leap beyond where we were at and Totally, and that, he
0: wears the shirts. He wears the shirts. I asked, him, "Do you wear any of the other shirts you make?" He's like, "You're the only company that I wear the shirts." That's amazing. I said, like,
1: that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're you feel it. You feel it. It's no joke. I I think that's such an interesting story, and I think it it, it highlights the the progress that we're making, and also it's it's just the struggle of the of the clothing industry, in which I I, I you know I'm not even going to proclaim that I know even part of the struggle that that has. Been all you, and you. I've always respected your tenacity that you've held on to this for so long, for so many years. And when people ask me now about AWARE, the first thing I bring up is you, and <laughs> and I feel like a lucky contributor to this vision that you never let go of.
0: I mean, you know what's funny about that is I just saw how talented you were. You know, at everything you did, and some of the other guys in our group. You know there's so much raw ability and talent around us. And I, I just knew in my heart of hearts that I had it in me to get this project to a place where it would become real enough for us to actually give it a shot. And so all those trips to LA and those long days and, and after hours, I knew that as long as I could get this to a place where it was real, where it had enough momentum, you guys would be able to do the rest. And that's exactly what happened. You know, I, would come back from these trips to LA, be like, Reed, we got three different fabric options, three different colors. Here's what the ribbing looks like. And with fresh eyes, well, after a long day of work for you, getting home when you were getting off of your real job, you'd be like, yeah. I think this is the one. Let's do this. Can we ask him about changing this to that? And from there, we just we just started flowing. And, you know, now look at us. It's We have a real company here that sells amazing quality shirts. And, and it's because of the way we complement each other's skill sets. It's just a love fest over here, podcast listeners. <laughs> Are you guys still here?
1: <laughs> I guess another thought that came to mind just as we're in this evolution that we're going through so many things up leveled. And it felt like the, like the shirts were the gold standard. Like I mentioned, I I got in my head that nothing can be, everything needs to be to the excellence of the shirts. Everything needs to honor that excellence.
0: And yeah, you you kept saying that. I loved it.
1: The first time around, I was so much more MVP launch, launch like zero to one. We need to get to one. And that's like the, often I feel the hardest
0: hurdle in this round i you know i I, played a very different role yeah you played a very different role and and you were like let's not rush let's not rush why are we rushing to meet that deadline we're going to compromise the quality here and the quality there and i had to stop myself a few times because i was like dude we need to hit christmas and then i realized no we don't we need to do this right and that was because you kept saying dude everything's got to be on the same level as these shirts the website the social everything and and in that process i felt like I
1: unearthed or we unearthed this whole world of whole e-commerce world, this whole world that somehow we didn't run into the first time as strongly. It was amazing tapping into our network, like people like Ryan O'Connor and Claire Oswald yeah. and e- even strangers. I was on phone calls with people on Friday night talking about lighting methods for photo shoots. And I mean, it arcs back to the values of sustainability, awareness and community. And that's what built this company is people like that lending their expertise. And I don't know about you, but I left with this like newfound appreciation for how deep every single one of those topics is photo shoots web, like front end, all that stuff. I mean,
0: yeah. And it felt like the more we dug into like community or sustainability or awareness, the more we found that, that it gave us. Right. It's like, Anytime we fell up short, we're like, yo, let's just see if we know someone who can do this and we would blast it out to our networks and just be overwhelmed with the love and support that was right there. You know, we there was times we had two or three experts for the same thing and we were actually able to like compare different advice and that was unbelievable. Like we learned so much in the like month leading up to the launch, just from trying to get everything together. It was accelerated growth to the highest degree. (laughs) Totally agree. Another piece I wanted to bring up, which felt like a big turning
1: point to me as well, was the shirts were gas. You came down in the RV with Juan <laughs> and your brother Daniel. We just hucked it out to the desert to fulfill the Sahara collection. And it was, we didn't have a spot scouted. We didn't, you know, we had
0: a rough idea. We were so blind going in. And it was the perfect storm for a complete meltdown a complete debacle this might even be where we end the podcast but I think back to that trip and how defining it was in the Awear brand just because we were driving down in an RV and the shirts were supposed to be ready by the end of day in LA we had one in the bathroom of the RV still taking work calls Daniel watching his dog canceling his dentist appointment because I told him we were gonna not make it back to the Bay Area on time and then we're driving to L- L.A. to hit the factory before it closes and ended up getting these shirts and then driving to San Diego to pick you up to kidnap you and take you out to the desert with almost no food, not really knowing how to use the RV, not knowing where we were going, but knowing that it was all going to be OK if we just all trusted and what we stayed like open and loving. Like I really feel like we could have each exploded multiple times on that trip, but we just kept practicing this like awareness we flowed through the whole thing and it was one of the most magical experiences of my life like we were out I, I looked around multiple times and we were in this like sahara desert with these shirts that we'd spent a year creating with people that we loved with cameras it was just as good as it gets i have chills thinking about it i felt shot out of a cannon
1: leaving <laughs> that trip I, for, we were vibing as a group so heavily And there just happened to be cameras there. Thank God that there were because those I I, the shirts were amazing. And then we came back with these
0: incredible photos like we're on fire. We're we're like, this is amazing. There's a moment that stood out to me on that trip when uh, Juan was modeling and he was like, what do you want me to do, Reed? And you're like, honestly, I don't want you to do anything for me. You just walk out there and do whatever you would just do here. And I remember the pictures that came out of that exact mo- I have chills again. I remember the pictures that came out of that exact moment. And that line sums up the whole trip to me. Because like you said, we were just out there feeling life in the sand dunes with shirts that we made and cameras. They just happened to be documenting it. That was a highlight. That was a big highlight. I don't know what to say about that one. That, that was just like, that was excellent. I think that's a good place to end. I mean, we put so much into creating the shirts and then also documenting and building out the websites. It's uh, It's truly our pride and joy when people support us and wear the shirt so check the website out if you haven't yet Um, now that you know there's a little bit of blood sweat and tears that went in there and if you feel inclined we'd love for you to buy a shirt try this bamboo fabric tell us what you think help us grow we're we're always open to feedback yeah
1: and share it with your people i mean if you if you think content like this benefits you or if there's someone that comes to mind that you think would benefit from some of the guests we speak to we we would appreciate it if you send it over to them you know we we want to grow we want to grow this family we want to grow this vision we're we're all excited by the potential here
0: yeah and that's the thing we i feel like we're just getting started together we have even more ideas i got to constantly practice that patience that i felt when the factories were shut down last year you know and just trust that We're going to keep growing at the speed we need to grow. And we're going to get to do all the amazing things that we have envisioned. So no rush, no rush, no rush at all. Thanks for listening again, guys. We'll see you next time.